Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Devil, Pan, and Prometheus. Today's show will focus on the Tower and the Tower of Babel. show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Good to be here. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, so we're talking about the tower today. Yes. It's exciting stuff. Uh, but we're going to be finally addressing a question about what do you do with your first tarot deck? What do you do? <laughs> So, um, yeah, suppose you have bought a tarot deck at, uh, there's a lot of different stores that sell them, like, uh, especially new age kind of stores, um, like occult stores will, will sell decks often, Mm -hmm. but you can also even just get one at chapters. Yeah. I think (laughs) most bookstores have them. You can get them online. You can certainly get books on tarot at bookstores. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of bookstores now. It's becoming a much more common thing. Mm-hmm. You can go out and you can get all kinds of all kinds of decks. You can get a tarot deck uh, with angels in it. You can get yeah. a fairy tarot deck. <laughs> you can get dragon one. Um, everything under the sun. You can get a Lord of the Rings tarot deck. That would be so cool. I've seen it. It's pretty Have cool. You? Yeah, <laughs> and you can get a steampunk one. Oh yeah, you definitely can get a steampunk one. Um, yeah, you can, you can get tarot decks pretty much anywhere in the world, um, regarding pretty much anything. I've actually seen even, like, a Salvador Dali tarot deck. Really? And it's got, like, all of his <laughs> art on it that's been related to different tarot cards. That's pretty cool. Um, one of the things that you might notice is that not every tarot deck is the same. Oh. Right? Um, so there are tarot decks that have different numbers of cards in them. Oh, like less or more? Yeah, like some, some, well, usually less. So, okay. Um, usually a tarot deck will have, will be like either major arcana or minor arcana or both together. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's something to kind of watch out for is that you might want to check to see how many cards there are. There should be 78 cards. Yes. Normally, yeah, there should normally, normally be 78 cards. Mm-hmm. I think I made the mistake once of saying 72. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I always have to yeah. double check myself. Um, just, not not very good at remembering numbers apparently <laughs> like just that memorizing of the numbers but yes it's 78 cards i checked my notes <laughs> um and that is essentially your 0 to 21 of the major arcana as well as ace to the king for each of the minor arcanas there's mm-hmm. four suits in the minor arcana um so that's something you should probably check up on when you're buying your deck but let's say you've found a deck that's really, really speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And that's normally how it will happen. Actually, there is a tradition that your first deck should be a gift, but there, by no means does does that mean anything. <laughs> I don't think so. But my first, my first deck was a gift. Um, my mother went out and got it for me when I was thirteen. She's like, "This deck spoke to me. It said it's you needed you. to have it. You needed to have it, and I love it." And she was totally right. And it took me a really long time before I went out and I bought another deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only really did so for, like, research purposes. But, you know, sometimes 
people will have like quite a few different decks and they'll speak to them for different reasons and um so what do I mean by that? <laughs> well, like yeah. me, I have so many de- decks, exactly. but I feel like most of mine were oracle card decks, which I feel like are different than tarot. Like, yeah, similar, they're, they're different, but this is kind of a similar but, idea. So you'll, yeah. you'll go out and you can find some oracle cards, and it's this idea of um, using kind of randomness to help you with wherever you're at, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but I felt yeah. like since we've been... Um, recording this I wanted to get my own tarot deck and so I got the fairy one that we've been talking about for a couple episodes now and so that's why I thought oh maybe it'd be neat to explain what do you do once you get <laughs> a new deck yes okay so uh I th- what you do with your deck I think really depends on what you want your deck to be for okay um so I'm going to go full out into the traditions of of tarot as I know them I'm sure there's I'm sure there's other tarot traditions. These are just the ones that uh, were kind of passed on to me from my culture, but like I don't really know how to express them otherwise. So I'm just going to kind of let you know um, everything I know about these traditions. So if you have a new tarot deck, um, normally your first tarot deck should be a gift from a person. Um, it, and it's kind of like a, a way of initiating you almost into mm-hmm. in into this possibility it's like it's kind of like acknowledging hey you know you're at this point in your life where you can you can now find your own path and here's a guide mm-hmm. kind okay. of kind of way right so um that was one of the reasons why my mom decided that when I turned 13 I needed to have this guide uh, for me right uh and then you have um okay so you get your your first tarot deck it's really important that you cleanse it so there's a, a few ways you can cleanse your tarot deck. Um, there. So uh, first, you have to put it in order. <laughs> so by order, I mean you like order first the major arcana. Yeah. Normally, it comes like that. I think they normally do. It. Like they'll normally come in order, but especially if you've gotten a tarot deck that's second hand. Oh, like yeah. Okay. I see um, what you mean. It's also possible that your tarot deck has been like handled by quite a few people as. Mm-hmm like in the store and stuff as they were being as being purchased. Um, and this is actually something that you should probably do as like a maintenance for your tarot deck every now and then. You should probably reorder it. Um, once you've ordered it all out, uh, they, they actually say you're supposed to let it sit in the light of a full moon. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's actually yeah. the tradition. Is that part of cleansing it? Because by cleanse, you don't mean put it underwater. And- N- no, that's probably not the best to do because they are made out of paper <laughs> yeah. and cardboard. Uh, that will probably ruin your deck. As and, being a little silly there. Yeah, yeah. Um, another way of cleansing is with crystals. Okay. There are a few crystals that are specifically known to help, um, like clear crystal, clear quartz crystal. In general, it's kind of a, a multi-purpose crystal that you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, smudging, would that help? Smudging helps, yeah. You could also do smudging. I personally don't do smudging, um, but I know, like, that it's also said to really help kind of remove emotions and anything that might be attached to an object, right? Or in mm-hmm. a space. Uh, so smudging would definitely help. Uh, so my own personal traditions is I'll like kind of just order it completely. Um, I put the major arcana first and then I have, um, and then I go by the order of uh, first is... Yeah, well, yeah, okay. I mean, I, like, after you have the <laughs> oh, major arcana, oh, sorry, like, with sorry. minor arcana. Oh, okay, yeah. So the first one is, uh, 
pentacles, right, sorry, pentacles, cups, then swords, then wands. And that's my own personal order, mm -hmm. but I think that uh, it kind of depends on like what you're trying to do. So I, I do pentacles first because I see it as like earth. Mm -hmm. um, and then I do cups as like bringing in the emotions. And then I do swords as like uh, challenge and conflict and situations. And then I do wands as like spiritual. Okay. So I kind of see it as like building them on top of each other that way. Mm -hmm. um, and, then I, and then I let it sit in the light of a full moon. Uh, as was actually instructed to me to do in the book that came with my deck. Cool, that's awesome. Um, that's true yeah. too. Actually, there are, there well, are normally instructions. Yeah, yeah. There, most of them have instructions, and they all might be a little bit different, but mm -hmm. definitely, yeah. I would say to read that, check those out. Uh, other things you can do is uh, how do you store your deck is rather important. Mm -hmm. um, some people like to hide the deck in like kind of a secret space, right? And uh, other people like I I know some I know one practitioner who hides the the deck in like a hidden book cool yeah so it's like a, it was an old book that she hollowed mm. out and everything she keeps mm. her her deck in there on her bookcase so it's like in full view but not really it's like oh this is my <laughs> secret part of me um, <laughs> I know other people who will part like if they have an altar or something they'll put the deck on like an altar as a way of like reminding them and it becomes kind of a, a daily practice even mm -hmm. Um, personally, what I like to do is I like to carry it with me at all times. So I I put a lot of emphasis on the pouch for carrying it, right? Yeah. So um, I might have, so I actually connect mine with my music and I will put it in my ukulele case. So Aww. everywhere that I, so it's kind of like practicing. Oh my goodness, I got a message. I should turn off the sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so... We have kind of a lot of different ways of doing it. Um, another way is to kind of knit a little cozy for it. and Which might be what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, ha I personally think that's a really good method because you are essentially, as you're knitting something, you're putting a lot of intention into it. Mm -hmm. So it's like as you're knitting it, you're essentially encasing it in that intention. Yeah. Um, I have heard that the best material actually is silk, though. Oh, oh. Um, I did not use silk. <laughs> uh, wool is wool's good too mm -hmm. because it's like a natural fiber. But they... can you knit silk or like you mean like, like sew a pouch? No, you silk? can get you can get oh. silk. Um, you could get silk mm. wool. I'm sure. I'm new into the knitting world. <laughs> no, I think you can, but it's it's probably very expensive. Probably. Um, wool is definitely a good one. If you're going to pick a color, they say purple. <gasps> That's what I picked. I know, and I didn't tell you that. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, you just naturally picked that one. That's I, awesome. Purple is also my favorite color <laughs> as I sit here holding my purple-cased computer. Yeah. I, yeah. I have picked, like, I, I also knit, um, I knit a pouch for another practitioner as a way of kind of like, um, you know, giving intention of like, you mm -hmm. know, um, give, gifting things is a very big part, I think, of the practice of tarot as well as like, like I mentioned before, gifting someone the tarot is kind of like saying you're ready to embark on your own on your own journey now. You're you're ready for this. Um, so that was kind of my way. Of, she already had a deck, so I was like, okay, yeah. well, I'll give you this <laughs> this case. So it's like it's part of the gift a way giving. Of, a way of protecting your journey of <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. Is there anything else that you do then? Yes. I also pick certain crystals. So I mentioned about oh, okay. crystals for cleansing. Mm -hmm. I will pick certain crystals for like imbuing the deck with intentions. And I do, and I kind of change up my crystals. I used to have quite a few. I used to have malachite 
and uh, amethyst as my go-to crystals. Malachite is a very good protection stone, Mm -hmm. something that apparently children used to carry as like a way of warding off evil spirits or something. I don't know. (laughs) It's a Um, green one, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's like kind of green and it's got like dark green swirls Hmm. in it and stuff. Cool. Um, and it was just something I was drawn to. And then I picked amethyst because it's also very good cleansing. Um, and it's also really good for apparently opening up your yourself to new ideas, new expectations. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I just realized how late we're, we're going into this show. <laughs> we're like, let's talk about the tower. There's, I could probably do an entire show about this question. Yeah. Like, And maybe we will. We can <laughs> one day, like a future or it's like an extra special extra special show yeah Yeah. okay so uh without further ado (laughs) let's start talking about the tower um so you let's say you're getting the tower um normally when you do this it's pretty intense time in your life okay um okay so i mean people falling out of a tower is not (laughs) supposed to be intense right okay so let's describe the actual tower Um, so the tower in the Rider Waite Smith deck is essentially this tower um, on a dark background. It's rising up from this really bumpy looking ground. Like it's not a very steady ground. A cliff almost. It, it could be a cliff. It could also like just be kind of this crumbly mountain mm-hmm. kind of look. And you've got this big tower built up with three windows. And uh, it looks like there was a crown that was placed on top of the tower, but it's since been like electrocuted off like there's a lightning bolt that struck st- struck the t- the struck the top of the tower and the crown is falling off uh you have two people falling to what must be their death um, from from the tower uh there's a woman and the woman is wearing a crown and she's all dressed in blue and there's a man who's also dressed in blue but has a red cape and they're both falling down and there's kind of smoke all the way around it's a lot of a lot of stuff happening in this yeah in this card for sure card. it's oh, definitely nice. an action card um and it happened after after the devil and uh the main reason for this is that the devil card is kind of about illusion and corruption and evil and um also creating evil ideas mm-hmm. and the tower is very much about destroying everything that has been corrupted destroying false false um deities if you will and uh, falsely crowned ideas <laughs> like hence the symbol of that crown being electrocuted off um it also is a symbol that like no one's really safe from it as well kind of, like there's there's some similarities here to that death card with this um oh, okay like with the people yeah with the the royalty uh, coming coming down right mm-hmm. and in the, in the death card you had a, a king that was dead and Right. That sort of idea. Um, So with this card, you very much have this idea that illusion is being destroyed. Uh, Illusion can happen in three different ways. Um, The the term that comes to me that most is worldview. So it's the destruction of a worldview. So if you have ideas and beliefs that are outdated and um, aren't serving you and really aren't based off of 
truth and fact, but more just the way you want things to be. Mm-hmm. The tower comes in and destroys everything. Ooh. And it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't really like it when our ideas are changed drastically. Um, and it's it's really this whole idea of like, okay, you can go your whole life thinking things are a certain way. And then suddenly you are, the the light comes out and, you know, you are completely changed Maybe for the better. Maybe this it, is it's a huge change, but um, in the tower, there's there's not necessarily a better or worse. It's just this idea of like destruction. Um, com- so like so with, I'm just thinking how it's different from death and death because mm-hmm. we talked about like how it's a transformation. So this is yes. also like the ending maybe of something, but of like a collapse, more of a collapse than a transformation. Yeah. So like. With death, it was it was a transformation. This one is a collapse. If okay. anything, I would say that if this card comes up, it's even... Personally, when I see this card come up, it's a little more drastic than death because okay. death is like saying, oh, this is a natural part of life. This mm-hmm. is... It's now for a change. It's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. But when it come, when you get the tower, you're actually getting an actual destruction of everything. Okay. Um, so this is like your sense of self. Your ego is being destroyed your mm-hmm. uh, your way of life is being destroyed it might it might be like oh you know maybe it could be like a job change like so death would be more like a job change and then the tower would be like oh you're getting fired a job's ending <laughs> like, okay. you're, you're yeah getting, there's no going back yeah so right? it's like so it's an end but not a natural one almost like it's it's an end be it's an end due to something not being right okay right it's the destruction of it's the destruction of everything that was built off of um an unstable ground and that's one of the reasons why i emphasized that you know it might this tower looks like it might be on a cliff but it's not stable Mm -hmm. there's there's nothing straight about how this tower was built up it's been built off like the the ground underneath of it is all raggedy and jagged and um and it doesn't really look like it was a very sound foundation Mm -hmm. Um, so when you get this in a reading, then what do you normally advise people? Uh, well, it does depend. Do yeah, so it does depend on where it's coming. Like if I see this in the future, for example, mm-hmm. um, then I can say, you know, your current, your current endeavor is not going to last. Okay. Right. Uh, there, it's definitely an end in sight um you know sometimes it's a huge relief people are like oh Mm -hmm. thank goodness it's gonna end you know um like it can be kind of this like sometimes people will see the tower and they'll be like really relieved by it and they'll be like okay thank goodness because this was all based off of falsehood anyways and Mm -hmm. i didn't want it sometimes they'll see the the tower in the future and they're like oh no what do you mean things aren't going to be the same forever (laughs) um so comfortable this is good (laughs) exactly like if the tower is your so let's say the tower is an obstacle that you have to face what i would advise is like really to look at things see how they've been like see how this might have been mm, see where the devil might have been in your life right okay. so see where the corruption might be see where you might be ignorant um if this is your obstacle that you need to face um then it's really just telling you that hey everything that was false and everything that you shouldn't 
really be building your life up on is going to be destroyed anyways. Mm. And okay. so there's not really much you can do about that except, like, don't resist it, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. I feel um, like I've gotten that from you. Yeah, you're, like, nodding. Yeah, yeah you definitely have. Definitely have <laughs> you can't, you can't yes. resist, you can't resist change when it's coming as in as powerful a form as the tower. Okay. Uh, it is a, yeah, impossible impossible yeah. to avoid change mm-hmm. because it's it's essentially and there's so much nature involved in this yeah. like you have the lightning bolt you can't uh, you know there's no knowing where lightning is going to strike right or you, when or yeah or when like exactly yeah. but you know that if you're in a storm it's possible right, <laughs> right? Yeah. and you know as it might is most likely going to be the top the highest point Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. So there, there are like ways of seeing where that lightning might strike, but there's no way of actually predicting it. Mm-hmm. Um. The tower is kind of similar. It's saying, okay, you know, there, there are ways that you might be able to see, have seen this coming because it's, it's nature. It's going to happen. There's ways of maybe knowing the tendencies of how this could have happened, but there's no way of actually being able to avoid it per se. Yeah. Because you've built up this tower. <laughs> and the tower represents a lot of things like falsehoods and all those things. Mm-hmm. It's um, okay, guys. I change a lot, so it didn't scare me getting this. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. You're you're very good at dealing with change, for oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you moved? <laughs> like, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> a yeah, lot. A lot of many, oh. many moves. <laughs> many moves. Many. So I guess this could be almost like a moving card. But I guess for me, my moves were never like, I just want to be in a new place. It's because yeah. it was a change of situation. Yeah. It, which is that, kind of what this is. Exactly. So it could be a move, but it's not so much a move of like, oh, I feel like a new kind of home. I feel yeah. like a new living space. It's more like, you gotta oh, get out. <laughs> my landlord just you know sold the house you i have to be out in a month <laughs> you know like that's that's more of a tower that's situation yeah yeah i don't know what that means at all no <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay. we we're talking about the tower of babel yes so i remember oh thank you <laughs> passing the computer Yes. Yeah, so today I'm going to talk about the Tower of Babel, but I wanted to give just a little bit of a preface before I start with it because I haven't really delved in too much talking about um, stories from the Bible, so I just wanted Mm -hmm. to say something (laughs) before I get into it. Yes, that's a good point. Um, So I thought, yeah, I just wanted to preface today because I will be referring to this as a story, and it's a story from the Bible as a myth, and I just want to not offend anybody by calling it a myth. Um, So I thought the best way to do so is to just first explain what myth or mythology actually is. Ooh, that's good. I haven't done this yet. (laughs) I realized (laughs) as I was writing this, I'm like, oh, okay. We did that in one of our practice runs, but we didn't actually end up making it into a full podcast. Yes, um, exactly. And especially because in our, I feel like in our modern conceptions, myth is a story, something that's false or made up, and it might be steeped in history, but it also has this air of falsehood surrounding it. Yes. Um, whereas what mythos actually means, uh, it just means a story, and there's no connotation of truth or falsehood. It's just that's it's just a story. Um, and then that's the lo- our word of the day. That or yes, mythos. Mythos. And then logos. So. Mythology comes from mythos and logos. So logos mm-hmm. um, just means a word or an utterance. 
So mythology is, is literally just a study of a spoken or written story, which is exactly what the Tower of Babel is. It yeah, is a written story. Yeah, so it's definitely a story that was written, and yes. we can all agree on that. Yes, and sure. in this case, you know, yeah. the source of the writing is the Bible. So that's my preface of trying not to offend anyone by calling this a myth. Yes. I'm not saying that it's false or that it's true. It's just... A story. It's just a story. From so, a... tell us the story. Okay, tell us the, the story. story. Literally, my heading is the story. Okay. <laughs> Love Sorry, it. I make I giggle at my own little notes. I giggle Anyways. too. I giggle at your notes too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this story um, essentially tells a tale of why we have different languages. So it was found in the book of Genesis after the story of the great flood. So after this, um, humanity gathered for several generations and everyone spoke the same language. They migrated eastward and decided to build a tower tall enough to reach heaven. Pretty tall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, however, God saw them doing this and decided to destroy the tower. So he changed all of their languages um, so that they couldn't communicate or understand each other um, while also scattering them all, everyone all over the earth. And thus they were nev never able to complete the tower. Mm-hmm. So the story, I believe, like emphasizes the sharp contrast between man's opinion of his own achievements and God's point of view on these accomplishments. Mm -hmm. So this like stairway to heaven, in a sense, um, would only lead people away from God. Like they tried to get closer, but it only yeah. made them further. By, by, by focusing too much on the physical aspect. Yes. Yes. That's actually very much a, a point in the tower is this idea that if you focus too much on the material you will eventually come to an end because you need to focus on the spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, so a quote that I like that I found, it says, just as God scattered the people and put an end to their unity, he also destroyed the tower, the symbol of their unity. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, that it's a symbol of unity, but it's also a symbol of pride and or one of the themes, I guess, is pride and materialism versus faith. Yes, exactly. So, so, like, that shattering of ego, if you will, that mm -hmm. the tower represents um, in the tarot is kind of brought back in this Tower of Babel. I've always thought of the tower as being the Tower of Babel. And I feel like yeah. it is as well. Yeah. yeah. This, this symbol of, you know, building something up and having such a strong sense of belief of it being right. And then, you know, for the forces of nature to turn around and say, nope. nope. <laughs> That wasn't right at all. <laughs> nope. That wasn't what I wanted you to do at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you didn't get the point. Like, good yeah. for you for coming together and building something together for yeah. a purpose. Uh, but that wasn't... It, that wasn't if, the right way to go about if it. You, yeah. If, if you don't... You know, if you do something because you think it's right, that doesn't necessarily make it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's also brought forward in the tower is, like, you've... like. Uh, you know, so much of what the devil symbolized from last week was this this idea of ignorance um, and also corruption. And, you know, we mentioned the, the phrase, the, uh, the path to hell is paved by good intentions. Mm -hmm. The tower is the symbol of like, of you know, you know, you might have those good intentions, but it's that nature is destroying everything that's not going to lead you to the right on the right yeah, path it's how, right? it's how you get there so like if their intention was to get to heaven that's fine it's just not the right it was way, not the right way yeah they, they were focusing on the physical way of getting to heaven mm -hmm. rather than getting there spiritually yeah. through their faith mm -hmm. right 
Um, it's also interesting that uh, the result of this is having different languages. Yeah. It's almost like going into chaos and having different cultures now. <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of what I like about this story, too, is it's like an explanation of why we have different languages mm-hmm. and how it divided us as well. How language... I don't know. I think it's interesting to think that language has the, that power, mm-hmm. not... And just that lack of communication is really what drives us apart. Something that I think is particularly powerful about this story is um, this idea of paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have this tower that is destroying everything. And God's response to people building this tower is saying, no, you need to look at things differently. So I will give you multiple languages and different cultures mm-hmm. to have different perspectives. Yeah. So that you can come to... Um, the, the right path with, you know, a, a lot of different methods. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is really cool. Um, I just wanted to mention one more thing because mm-hmm. I like bringing archaeology stuff in here. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes, please do. If I can. Um, so the tower that we see in the tarot card uh, that we described has more of a medieval in appearance. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, it's just long and... Yeah, what you would what you would normally think of as a tower. Um, however, the Tower of Babel is actually described as being a ziggurat. So, a ziggurat. Hopefully, I'm saying it right. Is a stepped plateau style temple that kind of looks like a pyramid, but only has a few levels. I remember when you were first showing it to me. I was like, "Oh, it's a pyramid." And you're like, "No, it's no. not. It's not a pyramid." And I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get very testy. I'm sorry." <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. Um, but scholars have actually associated the Tower of Babel with a ziggurat. On, I'm going to butcher this too. Ete Menaki. Yeah. Okay. Ete Menaki, um, which is located in ancient Mesopotamia and was made approximately in 610, uh, 610 BCE. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 331 BC, Alexander the Great actually ordered the ziggurat to be demolished so that it could be reconstructed. But his death kind of made, forestalled that rebuilding because he died, what, like not even 10 years later. So we're going to talk more about Alexander the Great later as well. Oh, for sure. We were like trying to describe what card he was. We're like, oh, Alexander the Great's definitely a card. He is. (laughs) And I can't, no, I feel bad. I can't remember what card he said. I think he's a knight of swords. Probably. That's what I think he is. Yeah. Swords will be fun because I feel like I'm going to talk a lot about like Troy and just battles and Oh yeah, you're going to have fun with the swords for sure. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, that's all that I have on... I guess that brings us to the end. We are yeah, reaching. How are we doing? We're doing pretty oh, good on time. Go. Yeah. So yeah, this is our regular time. This and, is our um, regular amount of time. Yeah, I was worried because I spent week. so much time talking no. about the uh, what to do with your first tarot deck. That's okay. There we go. <laughs> See, it, it worked out. It all worked out. It worked out. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you again, as always, so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we are mythtarolove at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group called the Myth Tarot Love Podcast and a brand new Instagram account that I created. We are at Myth Tarot Love. Um, I definitely am trying to post more there, so I would say to check it out. Yes. Um, and finally, if you enjoyed the show and would like to support us monetarily, you can do so by pledging just $1 per episode on Patreon. And we actually got our very first Patreon supporter, so shout out to Christina. Thank you 
so 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 much we love you Our thank tur- you thank you we love you um join us <laughs> one of one us of us, one of us. <laughs> And so we'll um, be talking about next week. All right. Next week, we're going to look at the star and Pandora. Mm-hmm. What happens when you've destroyed everything? Well, <laughs> you get the star. Um, so our parting words for today come from the American Tarot Association. And it is this. When you believe material objects are more powerful than spirit and mind, you start building up a tower of falsehoods on a very unstable foundation. Fantasies and daydreams will not help where you are going. So it is best to let them go now. Myth and tarot. Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, cards, and symbols, and all of these.